Hello and welcome. Vi klappar på tre alltså, förlåt. Ja. Vi klappar på tre man tror. Ja. Ja, en, två, tre, fyra, klapp. Men okej, okay, uh, vi gör så här. Let, let's, let's coach Eric's cue. Eric's sync cue here. So Henrik, say, say how should we do it? Uh, well, I'm just asking you. Are we counting one, two, three and clap on four? Or we cl- yes, that's the idea. Okay, well, let's do that then. Ah, okay. It's right. the lethal weapon way of doing mm. things. If anyone gets that at home, good work. Yes. All right, so one, two, three. I mean, I saw a clap in every uh, window, at least. But yeah. uh, I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. hear everyone. As my dad would say, "Close enough for government work." Um, or rock and roll. Mm, and rock and roll. Yes. He, he he never said close enough for government work and rock and roll. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so here we go. who are we? Who and who are you? That's the, that's that is the question. Here's the answer. Hello and uh, welcome to Made Me to Z. My name is Eric, and uh, with with me this evening, this fine September evening, is uh, Jonathan, and of course. Henrik. I hope I'm not off course. I hope I'm on course. But yes, on course. We're gonna we're gonna endeavor to be a bit effective today, as we're gonna try to get this up. Uh, Actually, very... I'm thinking like this: the song will give it as much time as it deserves, but we will be effective in terms of not talking about any more lethal weapon or uh, Mega Man than we already have. There we so go. we're gonna go straight straight into song analysis. It's also an instrumental tune, so fitting, yeah. right? Indeed. No need for lyrical analysis. No. no. The title is—is is it fun, Henrik? Uh, you enjoy the title. It's—it's it's hilarious in that sort of very blonde way. Yes. Mm. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, fun enough for for an instrumental tune. Yeah. Eric, comment on the title. Yeah, I think that it's kind of fun, or it was fun initially. I mean, now when I see the title, I don't think that. So that's fun. Uh, but when I initially I was made aware of it, I was like, "Lost for lost for." Oh, I get it. And then that. The it took me a while. I thought it was like Lost Woods, you know, Lost what? for Words in the Lost yeah. Woods. I didn't get it when I was a kid, not at all. And big aura. I thought that was maybe a big orchestra of uh, horned instruments. Or that's something. interesting because I only remember me actually making the sort of con- correct analysis of the lyric of the title, even though it's. It's a, it's a nonsense title in a way, but it's oh yeah yeah or uh, whimsical whimsical it is yeah. whimsical indeed. For me as a kid, it worked like a mytholo- mythological power slave title for a twelve year old kid here. It's like yeah, that's probably part of the theme. Lost yeah. for words in the lost woods or in the pyramids of old or something, you know. Mm. So I guess it's, it's it's cryptic enough by just being, uh, you know, tongue in cheek or even uh, maybe on the nose Cockney. Yeah. So, okay. Title passes. It passes. Yes. yes. Also, another thing that is not strictly musical, but it's important. It's already the third track in the order of things on Power Slave, which is, of, of course, one of Iron Maiden's legendary albums. We have to say, all of us, right? Of course it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's the third track. Uh, similar third tracks. Uh, Brave New World, Master of Puppets. No, Master of oh, Puppets, no, no, second, second, track. second track. Second track, that's true. Uh, but still, you know, writing on the wall or something like this. It's usually a big track. Here we go with an instrumental. What do you think about the sequencing there, uh, both of you, I want to hear? It's an interesting choice. I've never really thought about it as 
as if the third track is some kind of placeholder. But I think it's, I think it works really well, especially in, when you consider what's coming after it, because mm. th those are two very buried songs in our Maiden discography. I picked it up again now uh, before this recording because uh, it was my summer hit last summer, mm. my Iron Maiden summer hit. It was it's always a great one for warm weather. But when I picked it up now, I realized. Is this part somehow of uh, the same riffing as uh, the duelists? Like, uh, did he actually riff them together and then splice them apart? Or slice them apart, rather? What do, you, what do you think about that, Eric? And also the track position, of course. Track position is interesting. I, th I think it's a good... Um, you have these two massive songs right before it. You know, these sort of big, very anthemic kind of tunes. And then you need something to kind of maybe... Uh, break things off for a bit before you kind of get into sort of the middle of the album. So I, I think it works very well. Like uh, a palate there. cleanser, maybe. Sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I agree with you, it does have a very summary kind of energy. We talked a lot about how Power Slave feels like a very athletic kind of yep. sunny album, if you will. Um, Good shape. And that, yeah, and that, 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 this song definitely has, has that vibe to it, I feel. Um, and do you think it connects to the album musically? That was my other little point. Do you think it does? Because I always felt it really did, but also it's still an oddball, right? It's really odd. It and is odd. Yeah, but it's still, I think it sort of fits the role of a song that complements the other music on it, on the album. Is it the most um, fronted instrumental, maybe, out of the four? Because uh, Genghis Khan is tucked in. Uh, Eyes of March, sure, it's fronted, but it's an intro, so it's not taking over the listening experience for that long and then we have uh, well the fourth one Genghis Khan I mentioned uh, Transylvania of course yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, that's, this is, this uh, is a... that opens side B does it not so maybe that's the most fronted maybe but I feel, I feel this one this one feels like it's it's because um, uh, it feels like its own kind of entity more than some of the other ones maybe like you said you said Ides of March is obviously feels very connected to because um, that leads into um uh, Ratchild on the album, right? Or anything, really. It's like, for yeah. me, it's just connected to being the intro for the earliest Yeah, stuff. and then also they, they mm. need Transylvania as a live intro as well, many, many a time. So I feel this, but this one is sort of, just exists on its own as its own kind of song, is my my feeling. Yeah, which in I, a way fronts it. What do you think, Henry? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree about that. The um, I mean, what you say about Transylvania is that it has, it has served as a kind of intro thing in in no, nowadays, if we go in modern times, video I mean, intro should be said, right? Yeah, They're not yeah, playing. yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, they didn't play Ides either. Like one time, someone said on this podcast, I think they, they, they like they found a set where Ides was played live. But uh, don't take my word for it because it's not my word. I I think they might have played it in the seventies, but then they did record an, a version of it that was used as an intro before Killers was released. So there there was a version of it. But I mean, the the thing is that. I think Transylvania has sort of like it. It Transylvania feels a lot more buried in the way that they never played it. Yeah, bother with it since 1980 or something. Well, they, something they like did that. play yeah. the the tune later than Lost for Words, Transylvania, because it's on. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They did, but but that was the, yeah for a revisit revisit of some kind. That's in true. Maybe their first, yeah. their first actually um, retro tour. Was perhaps that one? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, if we're talking about '93, I would. Yeah, call that, it that one because it for was me, just, just the album "Dead One." But you probably know which tour it was on too. Uh, yeah, well, it was. It was. It's supposed to be "Further Dark Tour" Part Two, but it was called the Real Live Tour because. And it was a when, bit like a adieu tour, I guess. It was. Everyone yeah, knew it, at that time, right? 
yeah, it, it, everyone did that. This was Bruce's last, Bruce's last things, and so. also when they chose to bring out Prowler and Remember Tomorrow in Transylvania, it was very and Where Eagles Dare as well. It was very backward look, look in the you know looking in the rearview mirror kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Now Bruce mm. and singers around the world can be happy because we mentioned Bruce in an episode about an instrumental. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, his, 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 his shadow looms high. He's here. Last episode he we claimed he was the best lyricist in Iron Maiden as well. I will firmly stand by that, I think, for a while longer. Yes. So that's it about singing today. Let's do the instrumental. What do you think, Henry? Yes. We're ready. About the song, the music, the music the of lost for words, words, the actual yeah. tunes. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting tune because it's it's very happy in a strange way. I mean, yep. you can probably be more detailed about the modes used on the guitar in the in the main riff, but when you come to the the melody thing, da, 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 do, do, it's very predominantly major scales. Yeah, and I and I like I that. that. Yeah, it's so. I'm not going to say it's cute because that sounds that I'm it's more like negative big, about it. It's like the sun rather than a cute like rabbit. You know, a cute yeah, rabbit it's, it's, is one yeah, thing, it's but it's like a big, nice sun. Yeah. That's it's the, the sun theme anyway. that you mentioned again. <laughs> you know, because it's still like, it's, it's nice to get the sun. Everyone's happy, but it's mm. also a powerful star, I yeah. guess. I don't know in comparison to other stars, but in comparison to Earth, yeah, it's a powerful uh, thing. Yeah. So maybe something like the sun, and you know, fitting for Power Slave, I would say. I didn't think about that when I, when I, when I ad libbed this. It's just, you know, it's just <laughs> you, something you that is nice, but also not too cute. You started no? talking, but you didn't know how it was going to end. That's how <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah, is done. yeah. <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how everything I do is done. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's uh, mine and Eric's uh, brothership lies uh, yeah. plenty yes. in that. Plenty in mm -hmm. that. So yeah, first riff, uh, Dorian mode. Uh, yeah. Almost a good presentation in music theory for Dorian mode because yeah. it's just used as most of the notes except for the perfect fifth and perfect fourth are not in there. Yeah. So they, they, they make a jump from the. Uh, so this would be A Dorian. Perfect fifth is in there. Perfect fourth is not. That's the thing. And it's also a the, very kind of fun, kind of bouncy, energetic. Feeling that riff, yeah, I like. yeah, I like that mode. I call it the casino mode. So, <laughs> you know, which is that's music theory, and uh, yeah, well, it's uh, minor, but you have a happy sixth degree. Which yeah, I makes was going to say, uh, the, you know, with the sixth degree, we often talk about Moonchild, yeah, or uh, Lord of the Flies, or many yeah. songs. Uh, last week, uh, Lord of Light as well. But Dorian, mm. you can't do that move. You get the no. casino, so you get the <laughs> the augmented six, yeah. That kind of, you know, it's a bit sleazier, but also, yeah. Bit, yeah. also a bit more laid back than minor. Mm. It's yeah. a mode I like a lot. And if, if you listen to jazz, it's a very common standard mode. Yeah. Instead and it's of Aeolian in Iron Maiden or yeah. minor, as you know, the small folks it, say. It's standard <laughs> in, a lot of, in a lot of Judas Priest song and riffs as well, you know, to do yeah. that kind of rock and rolly thing to do that. Rock and roll still serious, but a bit more slidey or oily or yeah. something. And it's, it's it's a great effect, I think, in Lost of Words. Yeah. What do you think about the the intro slash main riff, Eric? Well, like I said, like I said, it has this very um, energetic kind of bouncy kind of thing of all the sort of hammer-ons and stuff and whatnot. It's it's very fun to play. I haven't played it in years, but I, I recall that that bit is very very fun to play. Fun to play. High tempo yeah. on the album, I would say too. Yeah. 
Christian yeah. was always saying in when we covered it, when we rehearsed covering it, yeah. he was always saying, faster, it, it's not enough pain in my arm, a bit faster. Mm -hmm. It was more painful yeah. when I played to the record. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's a pretty fast one, actually. It's, it's, uh, it's not an easy song to play. It's not. It's, it shoes it's hard on. work. It's hard work, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that, the. I mean, we, we might get to that if there's any some kind of disposition of this talk, but I mean... The live version of the song that's on the Running Free single, that no, on the Run to the Hills single. Yeah, we featured it last time. You when you, when you and me did A to Z alone, the J to H, H to J thing. We uh -huh. listened to um, Lost for Words live, uh, live of death. On the Hammersmith uh, episode thingy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, when it, when it comes to that one, uh, it's even faster than on the album, which I think is interesting. I mean, it's all yeah, the live energy of the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, next riff, they move. They they do a lot of modulation in this song, so it's more yeah. of a E minor type thing, you know. Like mm -hmm. uh, um, where goes there comes to mind, you know. There. So it's only actually E, G, and A power chords, and yeah. then an octave higher A. So it's a, it's not even E minor. It could be like a few of the modes. Just the minor third and the perfect fourth. That's it. And of when, course, the, when you're, the when you're talking main. about the melody bit, or uh, no, the, the include what's included here is all in fives, though. So of course you have the the fives as you know power chords. Yeah, okay, yeah. But mm -hmm. it's just E, G, A, and then yeah. you have the mm -hmm. high A at the exactly, end. Yeah. So it's uh, three notes basically, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it could be a few modes they could fit into, which is quite smart when you modulate, that you don't modulate to obviously an obvious mm. key, but more of a could be a few keys, because it will sound more connected. Mm. E, G and A are common in, in many keys, and they are all in the A Dorian as well, I think. Yeah, I, they are. I'm trying to think of, are they staying in E minor when they get to the melody bit, or are they changing again? Changing it again. Yeah. <laughs> So the melody bit to start with, uh, this is Dave's line that I know, so... Which is kind of a C major. Mm -hmm. And then it goes up to D major. Uh, so... Uh, First time I heard this song. That one is important also. The last sort of four notes, I think it is, and the last bit of the melody line. Can you play the, can you play the end of it? Yes, I, I'll go through it. it. I would say it starts C minor, kind of. Uh, Minor? No, it's C major. C major, ma Mel, it's sorry, C major yeah. Uh, or thank you, right? I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here with, <laughs> the, with, with C major, with and then the second I would call D major. The, but it doesn't land right. on uh, D major because it lands on a note that completely uh, modulates it. Because yeah, that's higher. It's one one step, uh, one half step higher than the. And then what happens then? That, that last bit there That's for me nice. as a kid hearing it, <laughs> yeah. it, felt, it had this very sort of heroic sort of so yeah, quality. It does. I'll try yeah. and find out what key all those last things are from, from the last modulation there after the yeah. D major, when it lands on... I wonder what function that has in the new modulation, so... I think it's E flat and B flat. That's correct, but I wonder what, what kind of function it has uh, in the new mode that it, in, that it introduces, if it's the root... Yeah, okay. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a root, actually, in uh, mm. sort of a um, E-flat major, because the rest of the lick fits E-flat major. Mm. 
Yeah. It's a full bend there on, on Dave, so... Yeah. And it sounds very cool because you, you get introduced to this off-kilter off chord, but then they really paint you know, a heroic end to it, which cements it. Henrik, but yeah. is, is it really true, though? Because the melody... Oh, no, my theory is spotty, Henrik, so it might not be, but yeah, 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 I know, to I know, the best of my the, abilities, yeah. Because the melody, when we get to that last bit, that they do that in perfect fifths, or perfect fourths, rather. So... Yeah, I mean, full disclaimer, I don't know what Adrian or Christian is doing underneath. Yeah, so Adrian, Adrian like is, is, is ending on... I mean, Dave is ending on a C, and Adrian is ending on a G. So it should the, be a G chord. At the end of that chord, lick. At the end of that lick, yes. Yeah, so it should be a G chord. So that's why when you start it again, you're still in, you're still in C. No, sorry, a, G, a C chord. It should be a C chord all the way, because... Possibly. That's the thing. The, the E flat changes, modulates. The all works, but then. Yeah, but because you have a modulation that in that thing. Yeah, and I think the modulation. You don't have that even in C major, your suggested scale. It doesn't include that. No, no, no. It, not, not at all. Like, but I think they do land in C again. That's yeah, yeah. what I'm trying to get. Probably, probably. That's a, that's a good point. That maybe that's what ties it together so nicely. It's quite complicated for an Iron Maiden part. So I, I've knew it, before really that we had weird. to do this very nerdly, the theoretically. Yeah. I apologize to anyone that doesn't like this, but it's important here. And I apologize for talking over you, but I do, I do oh, really no, no, like please. the 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 harmonic structure of this song because it is really interesting and in a very unusual way for Iron Maiden. I'm not going to say un like way because they tend to do these things once in a while but it's very unusual and i so like what that. did we come up with uh, in our uh, spotty music theory we said this was uh, sort of a c minor and then go into d no, c major c, c sorry, major again. c major then it hits d major and then it hits uh, e flat major but it lands on c something like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and it ends on e with perfect fifth so it's not neither major nor minor i think at least live i haven't don't think i've thought about if there's a let's go an by added that. Thing. i yeah. mean mm -hmm. and i would say for being made in a to z it really goes towards the harder parts of music theory for me which is yeah. fun yeah. of course that's <laughs> it fun is. yeah like it's it becomes more challenging than normally to, to analyze it mm -hmm. well because now, now we get to the uh the next bit which I really enjoy. I call I call this like there's like I used to. I mean, this is not necessarily the correct use of the word, but if that word me, I'd never say anything at all. Pretty much, um, cascading like it's like I felt for me they call this like the sort of cascading guitar line. Oh, okay, yeah, of course, that's a know, good description because I remember it now without reference because you said cascading, so it's the. There you go, look at. And then. Uh, Ah, uh, it's delightful. And then, uh, no, 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 no. I, I like you get the, 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 the sort of the, cor the chorus line, if you will, again, but like on a on like the lower strings there, which is very cool. Yeah, it implies C minor, the, the end of it. Or the, and the start of it is just a Dorian kind of, but it has a lot of D in it, and it's some C yeah, as because well. Yeah, so the, base, the bass is D, playing D. D mixolydian. I, I, I should say D mixolydian, perhaps. The bass is playing D, I think. Exactly, so it becomes more of a mixo, which they used before. It's parallel to E minor, and so is A Dorian. So that is also like something not very theoretical, which fits Steve Harris then. Yeah. But he's actually just using the E minor, but this is still, you know, if he didn't have any theory doing it, he had to listen a lot writing this. Yeah. 
That's how he works, I think. And I think he did it's a impressive. very good job in this song. It's impressive it, to do yeah. that because, I mean, that's how I started too. And I'm not saying I'm impressive, but I'm just saying that loss of words is quite a high level for just doing that. Yeah. I would definitely say it's become yeah. my favorite Maiden instrumental and I love them all. Mm. Actually, I don't really want to rank because they've got different functions. I think we were onto that before. All four of them have different functions. I totally agree about that yeah. because this one, if we're going to say anything, I feel, I feel is a lot more a song in its own right, while the other ones are more propelling things into other places. And this one was probably, uh, let, let's have you fill in on this, Eric, but I think probably meant to be a vocal track. The title would suggest it, I'm thinking. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I, trying to think where... I know there are quotes about them thinking about lyrics, but feeling that there's there wasn't any need for it. So I guess that, that's accurate, I feel. There's, there's, you don't really yeah. need the... Slayer did that in the 80s too, but they opted for the vocalized version on the next record. So they had a song uh, that was almost bec became an instrumental called, uh, I don't remember, something that would suggest stress anyway. But then they came out on the next record uh, with finished vocals. But they were close oh. to doing that. So I th I'm thinking Lost of Words could be something like that. Only mm -hmm. they opted for actually releasing it. I mean, yeah. hist historically, well, that sounds strange to say. But I mean, uh, allegedly there were attempts to have lyrics to Transylvania as well. So, And I think that, right. would that would have worked a lot easier to have lyrics on that one. Because this one has so much melody and harmony going about it that it, it doesn't really need it. I did a couple of um, splice jobs there when we did the early days. You were on those shows, mm -hmm. but not on my DJing. And that was that would include vocalized versions of Transylvania and uh, uh, Genghis Khan as well. I did some. I might be able to dig them up for now. Uh, not for us, but for you listening. But yes. uh, they, they included the vocals, the isolated tracks from Phantom of the Opera. It was quite easy, actually, to, <laughs> yeah, to splice something together that sounded like music. You know, a little bit forced, mm. but definitely would be easier to vocalize than this. This song is yeah. made to be instrumental, I feel, but also I have that idea yeah. that maybe at some point it could have been vocalized, it could have been part of Duelists even, perhaps. That mm. could be, that, that, that sounds more likely, maybe that's just bits of other things that they, they, they sort of took to make a new thing. It's the same writer, so why not? I don't, I don't know, yeah. but, I, but I, to me they are so totally distinct, because to me... Dualist is a lot more a modern Maiden song in that sense, because there's a lot more basic chords and a song melody. It's not really involved when it comes to the guitars on it. Well, you have a huge instrumental chunk in that. I was going to say that the instrumental chunk in it is something totally different. And that's most of the song. It has like a minute in the start and in the end of vocalizing. And then it's got, yeah. it has four minutes. And they are very similar to what goes on in Lost for Words. But the thing yes. is, Steve doesn't care if things are similar to what he's done before. That's he's cool that way. I like that. That's, 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 like, that's just cool. Steve, I wish I was I mean, like that. I, 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 yes, wish, I, yeah. I wish so too, because it, was, it would make things a lot more easier. But I think that's one of the ways why I feel that Lost for Words is a lot more a song in its own and not to do with, with the duelist, because the, the vibe yeah. is totally well, different. There's something in that, and I think a lot can happen at the tail end of a... Uh, composition where yeah. you actually choose tempo where you choose the framework so to speak and that could really distinguish it and loss for words was allegedly the last song to be added to the powerslay recording so well i mean it's interesting that uh first off in, in in regards to um uh you know steve maybe sometimes borrowing stuff from himself i feel that every 
I feel, I feel that almost, you know, sometimes people, some people will, you know, tend to frown on that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. For me, it's like, you know, if isn't that the best person to steal from? If you're going to do something, you know, it's, it's his own stuff. He's not stealing anything, really, per se. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our buddy Greg said last time, if you steal from yourself, well, you know, congratulations, you got sound. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's fine. That's a uh, good point. And uh, as far as sort of... Um, um, this being the last song to be added uh, now, do you do you mean that? Um, I guess in the studio completion, yeah, or yeah. maybe in the pre-production. When it perhaps. came yeah. to 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 record, I'm I'm just going to look here because I have the source source things. You know, yes. there was things went quick in the eighties, so I think yeah. there was usually a song being completed whilst in the studio. And I mean, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, he famously came up with that in the. I think in the documentary, the part two, uh, that yeah, yeah. Um, he said that he was uh, finishing the lyrics as as guys were getting done with the other tracks and they were getting done too quickly because yeah. they were in too good a shape. So yeah. he had to rush uh, writing the lyrics for a rhyme. And uh, if you're saying Lostfer was last in musically, I guess, yeah, maybe it was actually completed in Bahamas. I, I think so, because I, as I understand it, Rhyme of the Ancient Manor was more or less recorded when, when they had a, these huge, you know, paper pieces of paper taped together just to to follow each part of the song and then record it. And something magical about that, I think. It, I think it's fantastic. I, like yeah. I, yeah. I think it's so weird that we haven't seen a lot more photographs of Iron Maiden in the studio. I mean, I'm sure they must have had personal cameras at least to take photos, and I would love well, to see Maybe they some. weren't entirely comfortable. I fully understand that. Yeah, I can say I wouldn't have been when I was recording stuff in my twenties. Now, sure, let the camera run. Yeah. I don't have any problem. I mean, a large help for that is obviously doing this with Eric and being public public all the time. But yeah, but but uh, but yeah, now no problem. But when I was twenty two, I would have said no to that. I've you know? always... yeah, I think I would have probably too. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm the weird but one. Now, because... now, nowadays they got. I mean, nowadays. I mean, uh, Kevin Shirley just posted a photo from the Sinjutsu recording. So that's a first. That's, photo, but that's the first. Yeah, yeah I, I saw mean, that one. I could have seen the whole entire fucking live feed of a day's work, including the boring yeah. stuff like slow TV. You know, the moose yeah, moving in the north. Yeah, but that's the yeah. thing. Maiden has never have never done that. It was a matter of life and death, wasn't it? When they released the studio yeah. picture thing, but yeah, it was limited, bits, short. Yeah. It was very short, yeah, in, well, in good, that sense. Good, yeah. they, good I mean, and interesting, there's definitely. There's been snippets yeah. from every album since Reunion. There's been snippets. It's been, been a standard, but not no proper documentation, no. Especially not of the takes, not really. But have you seen some live takes? Bruce is holding his headphones, you know, some of that. For Brave New World and for Dead Can Dance? No, no, uh, not Dead Can Dance, sorry. Death, uh, dance of Death. Uh, <laughs> The Dead Can Dance. Uh, yeah, that's another like band. Fam famous from Maiden to Z. Yeah. But uh, Dead Can Dance, <laughs> no. Uh, Dance of Death, yes. And uh, and that had something too, right? I think there were some shots. And Nico, always a shot of Nico saying it's the best album by course, the band. yeah. But that, that's, that's very important. That's what you need, yeah. yeah. I like that, actually. Mm. I like that. When I was younger, I was uh, being a smartass. It's not the best. I like that he's thinking like that. Well, you got to, I feel you got to, you got to, to some degree, at least. Well, not everyone that. has. Like Slayer could be okay thinking it's not as good as Raining Blood. It's fine. Yeah. You know, here comes another one. Or ACDC. Yeah. 
I, feel, I get the feeling Kerry King thinks everything he's ever done or anything he's ever doing in any given moment is the best thing anyone has ever done in that arena ever. Especially and especially, it's way better than Metallica if they've ever yeah, done I mean, anything ask, similar. Ask Tom instead; he's, he's more real. We are digressing from Iron Maiden now. We are. We are. Yes, we are. We're, we're yes, in the we middle are. of the song, so let's call that a, a little uh, little uh, pause entertainment and let's head on with the song, yeah. the cascading riff that uh, Eric actually nicely tagged with cascading riff. Yeah. It sort of evolves into Adrian's guitar solo. Yeah. Which is a very cool solo. It's a, it's a and, nice uh, it's a inside very good solo. info. Christian's listed it as the hardest for him to 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 master for playing with us with Infinite Maiden. So it's that a pretty tough solo to play uh, because he's good technically, so. Mm. It doesn't sound like it. Not too. No, I would it sounds hard. It hard. sounds hard, but it doesn't sound like the hardest. But uh, maybe no, it's it would, things like it, it sings a lot. There's a note there that I'm sure both of you get some sort of association to where, where he really like sings with the guitar. Yeah, I might have to listen to it actually. I think it's a singing solo in every sense because yeah, well, it's Adrian to start with, and then it's I that's just true. Like the the sort of the the musical background that it has to play against or play to with mm -hmm. uh, is, I mean, it, it sort of works because the, it's ambiguous in that sort of like the bass is doing one thing and the, and Davis playing chords doing another, or yep. no, he's not playing chords. He's playing dugga, 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 during yeah. the solo. He goes it? to but chords and then it goes back to dugga, dugga, dugga. Yeah. Dugga, dugga, dugga. Yeah. It's a technical term. Yeah. Mm. C major, D major, E flat major, B flat major, C ambiguous. Great part, yeah. Quite far apart, the harmonies too, yeah, which creates an exciting vibe. So here they still play the cascading riff together. Yeah. But live, I don't think they do that. Live, I think Dave is actually only chugging D, C, and B flat and B flat. Correct me if I'm wrong. D five, C five, A five, F. G. He plays Wasted Years two years before it's released. But when so. we did it live, I played that just to have a, you know, okay, the, yeah. just for fun. On the live version, I think Adrian actually plays that one, that riff. So. Yeah, yeah, I noticed he did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's a little switcheroo we did. I mm -hmm. did a walkover or two as well when just Christian is the better guitar you player. Switched so sides on stage? A Dave solo two times, yeah. But I tried to minimize that. I yeah. tried to minimize because he wants it to be as real as possible. Yeah. But this is not the Infinite Maiden episode. It's lost for words. And uh, the guitar solo, we listen to it now. It's, oh, it's pretty fucking hot. It's great. It's, it's amazing. It's like yeah. uh, he's yes. a guitar god. Mm. 
It, it has a very, I think, it's, I think it has a very sort of just as, as sort of the same as the song does in general, a very kind of triumphant sort of heroic kind of quality to it. Yeah, and also a little bit of ma- old school machinery vibe. I don't know why mm. I feel like propeller planes are coming. Could be Aces hype. Could be uh, just that, but I coming. feel like it has like when he does the the hard lick, the hard. Actually, it's hard because he sings the. Yeah. But, but he's hard. doing that in Aces High. Like. So. Yeah, I mean, even licks in uh, Rainbow's Gold, the the Beckett cover, mm. he's using licks that are prominent on on the album. Uh, you can. He's pretty much more confined to a certain place on this record as a lead player yeah but it's a great fucking place to be confined at (laughs) yeah but the interesting thing is he's confined to a different place on somewhere in time there's this scale that which is slightly wider maybe but uh, i I don't know but it's it's very recognizable because in his guitar solo bit that they did live in 86 he and dave when they did the sort of like duet thing going on and he uses stuffs and stuff and scales and things that he's employing on the album as well but not on Power Slave, so it's he, he's sort of in 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 a different zone, I guess. He's in a different zone, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it they both really fit their their respective records. Or uh, what do you think, Eric? The solo styles, Adrian, in between the fifth and the sixth record. I mean, I feel like we we should probably do a. I'd like to get Mr. Neiman back here to do to even you know. Explore he contacted me a couple of weeks back and said he wanted to do another episode, and he's got ten okay. new solos, so. Well, we you're in luck together. you're in luck we should do it all three together this time oh you mean like that yes yes in I'm the like same room yeah, yeah. i was like i was yeah. in the last one i was there you were uh, there of course you <laughs> were but yeah. you, were, you were the only one on link so yeah, next time we'll try him because he lives close to you so we can do That's it right, in his yeah. place yeah, yeah. anyway no, so no, i feel i feel that there's like um uh adrian is um one of those guys like even if you take a look at like uh even now when he does stuff he's still it seems like he's still trying to evolve and still doing stuff and just still picking up little tricks which is uh very f- interesting and very good for someone who's been doing this for that long because a lot of yeah. people don't do that after a while echoes henrik and matthias i think it was matthias he's always learning yeah exactly yes. that's very true and i think that's that's the way he works i mean when he jumped at the chance of joining our maiden the second time they asked him i mean he I mean, the th- from going from being a lead vocalist in a in urchin in a band and sort of playing and rhythm, rhythm guitar, guitar and then having to come up with being what's my identity as a lead guitar player. I mean, that's a huge coming up le- with. <laughs> well, it took a few years, but I mean, <laughs> if you listen years, to yeah. Adrian on, he's the, awesome on Killers. He's, he's awesome fantastic. But if you listen yeah. to him on the Too live good. at the Rainbow video thing, you can tell that well, he's. He's struggling already more. trying. He's struggling a lot more. Yeah, it's yeah. still. For, the, it's for very all the right reasons, we know. It's fantastic reasons. I yeah. mean, the worst we thing know about he's struggling it, for the best reasons. Yeah, the worst thing about it is his leopard skin vest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he addressed that himself in the previously mentioned documentary. I wish I didn't wear have, that yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> First, he, he you know, comes forward saying it's a great uh, documentation of a great gig, but then mm. wish I didn't wear that. Yeah, fashion choices. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever worn a leopard, you know, leopard uh, skin patterned anything and looked back at it and said that was a solid life choice. That's a good one. That would have fit right in when we did our Live of Death episode. Eric was quiet yeah. for most of the time, and then you did yeah. your, actually your best uh, routine so far <laughs> comedically. Like, that was, you really uh, had was, time was, to was well, charge up for those. 
You should go. Everyone should go listen to that. Yeah, I guess I guess I have to as well because I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> no, uh, I mean this is not about lost for words, uh, but it's about the, the podcast. Mm. Uh, and one of our most streamed episodes. Is it that? Yeah, you might know that. Anyway, the solo. Uh, one of his best I would yeah. say I would go as far as say this is like if it was in a top 10 I'm not saying it's in a top 10 but if it was I would think t- not t- think twice about that decision yeah it's a uh, yeah the solo I mean it's it, the whole thing is is, is on, they're on fire the whole way through this entire yeah and then like uh, Henrik mentioned Wasted Years comes in the, yeah but it's in three Time. Yeah, of course, so it's, it's it's the triplets thing, time, which makes yeah. it actually even easier, mm. really easy to play. Uh, and underneath the rhythm is harder. Uh, I don't play it live, but I think it's something like. But harder to play. But it, it really suggests a heavy E minor vibe. So does the lead. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they're playing, so I'm not going to attempt it here. So. No, it's a bit yeah. like. Uh, an out-zoomed version of the Phantom of the Opera intro, in a mm. way. It has that kind of, uh, uh, or, you know, but I, hallowed or yeah. something like that. But I like what Steve does here, because then they have that part and they're going oh, no, about it's great. it. It's which, great, it's great. He's playing a higher octave too, I think, so he's on the exact Yeah, but he's, he's, as, he's going octaves on and do... Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff happening. And I mean... it's Awesome. It's Yeah, it's great. and Much more important than this lead. The lead is pretty throwaway. Yeah, definitely. But what happens yeah. underneath? That's good cool shit. Yeah. But but I think that's interesting where it leads to when it gets to the other part where they where they go back to the E flat thing again. Yep, wow. like, uh, I play the rhythm so. Something like that. Very energetic and again yeah. suggesting E flat major. Uh, I'm, I don't play the lead, but it's one of my favorite leads. It has a thick dream theater sound to me i think i think it's true she yeah i think and i think that's down to the the it's being in major and dream theater being huge rush fans and rush playing most of the stuff in major so muscular rush yeah so i think it's for me the my favorite part of the song is this yeah i I agree i totally agree because i think it's so amazing so perfect in all the melody because it's it uh, alludes to the melody thing as well so right right and i guess it's something you get quite often from non-theoretical guys like steve that it's just connected but it's intu- it's intuitively for him i think so i think so too yeah, yeah, yeah. like rick beato often says when he analyzes tunes did this guy insert name know it yeah no he did it <laughs> but i know <laughs> Music theory is like it's largely disconnected from music and largely connected. Yeah. I like it a lot. Mm. So that's uh, the last unique part you get is that yeah. we go back to the intro essentially yeah, I mean, yeah. Intro, yes, the intro. Uh, actually a couple of riffs you get the main uh, a dorian yeah. kind of mm. pull off riff and you get the melody as well again with a slight change though mm. <laughs> you know a little change it's from dave when he goes yeah 
as mm. a tail to the first repeat, yeah. which is quite cute. It really suggests yeah. C major heavily with the um, third, uh, perfect fourth and perfect fifth of C major and then landing on C. But so then it's very like it's very cute. Yeah, but then also I like the ending of the song because it it doesn't really end in the decided key or whatever. Mm, it just right. like, they, they go back to that. They go back to the melody and then mm. they do sort of a whole tone suggesting scale. Uh, I think Dave is doing the whole tone and Adrian is doing the not not whole tone. I think. I think isn't Dave doing that? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Something like that. It's, it's a whole note suggesting. And funnily enough, I mentioned Lost Woods uh, earlier, the Zelda tune. It has a bit of that tune mm. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Lydian, actually. But anyway, mm. same dreamy kind of thing. And they actually, yeah, they, they add a little, nice little ending there. They didn't have to. No. But they did. And that's just sort of the. And it works. And it's also a very good ending when we come to sequencing the album. To get to then go to from that. It's a very good ending to go from and then go to Flash of the Blade if we talk about the sequencing. So yeah. and very qu- very quickly, I think yeah. Greg called that on our show, or Greg or Ben mm. called that, but I often mentioned it um, subsequently. The that it's so squeezed mm. the, the LP Power Slave, so they don't have time for two second breaks. There's none of that time to waste. I think that could be the reason. It's a very long single LP, but uh, mm. whether or not that's the reason, the result is a very quick jump from track to track. And mm. it always sounds awesome. But yeah, like, but that's, uh, that's the thing. It yeah. works. It really is. And it keeps, it's, it's urgent so, all the time. Exactly. Which is uh, very D minor, actually. It is very D minor. But I guess it works with that whole tone thing they do at the end. Or maybe it's just rhythmically. I don't know. I don't care. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. I think it's just the, the distance from ending and beginning that matters there. And then there's a very direct sort of something's urgent here with Thousand Little Blade. So. Yeah. So this one, I was glad we lost the original recording because since then I had to learn the song and, and perform it. Oh, so yeah. I've, I was actually looking forward to redoing this. And then uh, I didn't even have to redo Flies because you guys did. So. And we didn't have yeah. to put up with me singing uh, the harmonies as well, which is good. Well, I added <laughs> that on, on the Instagram, so everyone had to put up with that. You have <laughs> Instagram? Trumpet. What kind of modern hell is this? One, two, three, four. I like it. And there I changed in from from Adrian's to Dave's harmony, but yeah, one of the best performances of that song ever. Now, the question becomes. It's on the list. It's on the list. Of course, of it's, on course the list. it's on the list. And we haven't even addressed the fact that they chose to play this one live in Europe in 1985. 84, sorry. Yeah. I, like ru- I ruined like that. that thing totally, didn't I? Yeah. No, you did not. Uh, generally, I'm an I'm a America thumbs up guy and I uh, disregard uh, the horrible stuff about the country. I'm just a... A fan of America, but in this case, okay. in this case, well, it was a British decision, but they dumbed down the set for America. That doesn't speak great for the country. Taking away no, songs like Lost Fur and Phantom, the cool yeah. shit. But I think they always still yeah, a fan though. Have played fewer songs in the U.S. than they usually do in in Europe, apart from recent 
15 or 20 years. But yeah. Well, and also Greg told me about guys like spitting on their tickets after their matter of life and death thing, which was though, to be fair, quite an extreme choice. Yeah, but I figure that's but Americans, you know what? I, I just I've had to we don't have time to get into this today. Well, I think I'm the I, biggest fan of USA of, of the two of us, right? You're no, just not, a, you're not, just not American. I, 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 but there, there's a there's a level of sort of entitled complaining whiny bitch bullshit that no other no other country in the world is better <laughs> at than sorry no other people than American men around like our age. All right. are, there's there, there's no there's second to no one and being whiny and complaining entitled. You know, fucking jerks. I'll but still I, hang I, with I, them, though. I, I'll still hang with them. Sure, but I mean, I've, I, I can get into later why this is very much on I my mean, mind at the moment. Portion by portion, uh, of course, you will get it all said on on Made in Z. Oh, sure. We yeah. got t- plenty of hours yeah. left. I'm still confused. Is it still cheaper to spit on a tick, buy a ticket and spit on it than on a napkin? Uh, yes. Well, actually, it was more figuratively speaking. Oh. They were maybe spitting on the ground and stomping it or something. <laughs> I paid you sixty dollars for this. That was I, I think, I think you, you ruined it and made me look like an idiot when you try when you described it to me. And I was just trying to be oh, silly. Sorry, right? Andrew, you didn't deserve that. Well, of course I did. Not at all. Of course I did. I I sort of like made. But me and Eric, we came out as fans of you last episode anyway, so everyone knows the truth. I haven't got a clue. Cool guy. I haven't got a clue. I haven't listened to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good, so, uh, well, we're very unanimous on Lost for Words. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic song. I mean, song. It's to be super honest, it's maybe it's tough up there in the top 50 at the way end, but there's no way, shape, or form where I wouldn't have it at least contend for it. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, I think it's a wonderful song. And I think the fact that they, in 1984, choose to play it live is a testament to that they actually saw it deserving this as well. I mean, if you look at the Power Slave tour, the songs they played were the three first and the two last on the album and then there's yeah. a middle bit on it that they didn't touch so funny thing too um, actually about the the show at large here we're zooming out uh we have done all tracks on power slave except for those last two so we have ah. we have sort of the the big ones left yeah it's power slave and rhyme and then um, i was just like glancing through this for example on the first maiden record we've done none but two yeah. Charlotte and the title track. That's Wait, really weird. So a bit of yeah. a mix coming into the, the, the latter episodes here. I was claiming a space on one of the songs on the new album when I talked to Eric earlier. And oh, cool. I, Which one? I'm not going to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you now. Right. I'm going to tell you now that I would like to have a spot on Power Slave unless it's taken. Then I'm not going to compete well, you, for you it. You have this kind of, uh, you know, uh, co-host, um, uh, well, longest on board. Let's say you're Kevin Shirley of this show. But I don't want to feel entitled because I think that's a bad okay. thing. Uh, no, you're not entitled. Yeah. We're still I, think, all, I, think, I, think, I think that... Um, it's a coal mine. This is all a coal mine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Sorry, Eric. It's hard graft. Yeah. yeah I think you're, you are, uh, you're always welcome. And, uh, but you're also, uh, uh, especially the, the ones that you feel that you want to do, you often have a lot to contribute. So that's I think the thing. that you're more than welcome to whenever you want to be on And that's why I, that's why I named the songs because i feel oh yeah, this one this so I, yeah but yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I've, I've uh i'll put you down on that one right now yeah uh, we're on this uh, network of podcasts called the uh, deep dive podcast network deep dive podcast network.com i do believe there's also twitter and uh, rye from sabbath buddies podcast had a message for eric arica saying love it when the bass home is on cool as do yeah, I. But that's I cool. agree with that. that. It's, it adds something when he's he's playing bass in the show and he's doing it as a Steve Disciple of many ways, but just, you know, of course, another, a lot of other things too, but uh, it, it adds um, something. Uh, you know, Our Maiden is, the bass player rules the band. 
I'm glad he's still alive. But it's a great. Sorry, Eric. There's there's an old joke from like a year ago where we're he was supposed to be an episode. He wasn't on the episode, and we were talking to him about him in like a past tense. So it sounded like yeah, Eric sort of started making epithets and stuff. It went quite far, but and we didn't know if he was down with morbid humor. I am. Eric is. We didn't know, oh, yeah, but, but we, he was down. But it turns out he was fine of it too. But it, but it was a uh, because I'd known that I'd gone a lot further. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. Well, Next time, yeah. gadget. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like. I'll do it with someone else. Did you have but, something um, on your mind there, Henrik? I have forgotten or, what I was going with this. Well, yeah, I, all right, I derailed it. It was very important. Uh, we we can do a bit of rotation if we wanna. Uh, I I could or I could not. It depends on your mood. I, I kind of gotta go actually. All right, mm. so no rotation, even easier. Mm? Yeah. yeah, I can keep it for That's later. That's okay. Mm. Yeah, we'll do more No, it's next good time. because then I can edit it. Probably it's out yeah. on the normal date. Yeah. All right. Mm. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta finish it. Yeah, since you have to leave, just do the whole thing. All right. Well, from all of us to all of you, up the irons, and do you want to do the last one? Okay. It's called from the north. Yeah. That was good. 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 Ja. Då så. Jag stoppar inspelningen nu.